Welcome back for another ATP podcast. I'm Seb Lozier and one week on from Novak Djokovic claiming a record seventh Nito ATP Finals title. This week, attention turns to the 21 and under next-gen ATP Finals presented by Neom, being held for the first time in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Coming up, we'll learn a bit more about the eight players set to compete. But first, Jill Krabus has been speaking with the tournament director, Adam Hogg. Hugely exciting. Obviously, we've had a um, the next GHP finals in Milan for, for five years over the course of the last six years. Missed one year due to due to COVID. And the event is really built ahead of steam over over that time. And looking back at the um, the champions that we've had and what they've gone on to do, um, it's really sort of developed as a standing on its own two feet and and we're really excited now to take the event to a um a new marketplace um in 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 saudi um and to be the first uh, professional tennis event in in the kingdom um so i think it's a it's a huge opportunity i think it ties in very well well with what the event means in terms of uh, sort of provision of new op- of opportunities for for up-and-coming uh, players so no all very um uh, exciting opportunity and should be um, in for a, a good show. How about tennis in Saudi Arabia in general? Um, how much focus is on that? How many, you know, are there a lot of kids playing? Because obviously sports in general is growing in that country. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's a it's a real opportunity to, to position the sport to the, what's ultimately a very, very young demographic. Our arrangement, our partnership is with the Saudi Tennis Federation, the president of whom is the, the first female to, to be a president of a sports body in, in Saudi. So it's incredible. It's a very progressive organization and and one ultimately that they see as an opportunity to develop the sport more in 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 the kingdom what about sports as entertainment yeah i mean the ultimately for us the the what does next gen ap finals what's what's and the whole concept of next gen from when it was invented it's it's twofold one it's the promotion of the quite literally next generation of, of players uh, but it's also an opportunity for us to test innovations on 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 the tour and and provide us with a it's a it's a live match environment, should we say? Now, some of those some of those concepts that we've tested over previous iterations, particularly due to COVID, have been accelerated into reality. So, electronic line calling was seemed groundbreaking at the time five years ago, and and then because of the need to reduce bodies on site and, and all that from 2020 2021 it suddenly became it became normality so have it, having that ability to to test stuff and, and and experiment with a view to continually innovate and improve the game is, is really really key but also let's let's not forget albeit there are no uh, ranking points on offer because it's um, a limited field obviously and, and age restricted there's also a lot of prize money on offer. So um, it's the players are very incentivized to perform at their best. I like the innovation a lot. I've heard a lot about the players really embracing so much of it. The innovation, like no warm-ups, obviously, this year for next-gen, eight seconds between first and second serves. Um, how are the plays, players in general receiving all this? Because so much of it goes to the end up being on the regular tour calendar. I guess ultimately, some does and some doesn't. I think it's, I mean, no, no one's going to say that we get everything right i mean there's some stuff that we've tested there previously that that we've backtracked on for example so we we last year took out too many of the sit downs during a set for example so um as i say this this year going forward there's a, there's a few really interesting ones i mean ultimately not to say trying to sort of solve an issue here or, or, or look into sort of too blue sky thinking as it were but Sport generally is is being consumed increasingly in different ways, as everybody knows and everybody talks about. It's it's short form content rules the, the world, as it were. 
So ultimately, what are we trying to do? We're trying to get within reason, within one, actually say one hour of sitting on your sofa watching tennis, the ball in play for longer. That, that's ultimately, the, that's mm-hmm. the crux of it. But without it becoming frantic, unrealistic, um, sort of too, too far the other way. So one of the things that we thought we'd, we'd try and work on is, is exactly that concept of, as I say, so first player will come onto court, second player will come onto court, coin toss and, and go, you're, you're off, to see how that works. But we have dialogue through our, our team at the ATP with, with players as, as, and, and with our sort of across, across the tour as it will, so obviously getting feedback from our player guys, from the media guys, from our medical guys, making sure that what we're doing is... We're doing something that's that's not going to cause issues. Also, discussing with, with broadcast partners as well in terms of, as I say, that it that it works works for them and and and, and the, the the rights holders. Um, as I say, likewise, um, I think it gets it's been talked about quite a bit as well in terms of again, just there's obviously a few years ago, shot clock came in. Well, actually, why why limit it to the first serve? Let's, let's, again, let's within reason. Let's just get the ball in place if you're sitting at home watching or you're streaming it or you're listening to it you see more tennis in a whatever your defined period of time is so yeah we'll say and I think the other element to it is is trying to also bring in more assets and opportunities for the players and the coaches to learn about their own performance that's Mm. the other bit there's the as I say not just the kind of keeping keeping everything sort of active and, and as I say ball in play for longer but also embracing and utilizing sort of what's such a speedy development, a sort of scientific development, data analytics. So there'll be a, a huge focus on that, not just in terms of between players and coaches, but, but but sort of also back to fans as well in terms of telling that story of the the athletic performance, should we say? Adam Hogg, tournament director for the next gen ATP finals in Jeddah this coming week. And talking of athletic performance, let's now focus in on the players, starting with two of the hot favourites from France, good friends Arthur Fils and Luca Van Asch. To find out a little more about both, Jill spoke with someone who knows them well, experienced countryman Edouard Roger Vasselin, semi-finalist in Turin just last week. And they started by talking about Arthur Fils. We first met, um, I mean, on the tour, obviously, but we really spent 10 days together during a Davis Cup. Uh, it was our first, both our first selection. I've been uh, selected, but I've never had the, the official uh, selection as, as a player. So it's nice to be uh, together at, the, at that time. Uh, and yeah, a really nice guy. We, we, uh, yeah, we spent a lot of time together, um, practicing uh, on court, off court. And uh, yeah, I think we, we I mean, I, I like him a lot and I'm sure he's going to be um, a future star for, for, the, for France. So, so uh, I can, yeah, I can't wait to see him playing all this year. And uh, that's what I, I told him, like, we are playing together, but sooner or later I will be watching you. So uh, yeah, that's, that, cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's really cool. What, what about his personality a little bit? Can you give us some insight about type of character he is? Yeah, he's still young. So he's like <laughs> 19 years old. So he's like... He's like a super young. Yeah, yeah, super young. So he's a, he's a nice kid, but still, um, yeah, he likes. Uh, I don't know. He, he likes uh, to be a young young guy, like a, a normal uh, play video games. Uh, um, what, what else we did? We yeah, we hang out together, being like he's fancy also. 
he likes the nice uh, nice, nice clothes yeah nice, ni clothes, nice right? clothes yeah nice clothes yeah all the french like nice clothes don't they also yeah yeah but <laughs> him like a young uh, young yeah. superstar he is he's into it and uh, yeah yeah but i mean even though we have like 20 years difference we we hang out well and we we spend mm. a lot of good time together and what are your thoughts on his abilities i mean obviously he's fantastic yes but he's fantastic i what, think yeah what stands out to you yeah for me if i if if i yeah if i have to say i think he's going to be top 10 uh sooner or later i don't know when but he has the potential to be top 10 now he he has a great team around him that's that's the most important because he has the potential that's for sure but if he if he has the great team around him and uh, and I'm, i'm sure he will have the possibility to to have an amazing career so yeah i'm looking forward to seeing him uh On, on the tour and winning big big titles and how is that experience at Davis Cup with I know you said the difference in age but is it nice for you to have someone that I don't know someone fresh that everything's new on the tour for them yes that's right because uh, yeah he, he came in Davis Cup with um, with light in, uh, in his eyes and it was it was nice to see that to us the uh, that he was so much into it representing France And uh, then I remember we were uh, we went to China to Shanghai, and we were the the room next to each other. So it was nice to. Um, that's what I, I told him. Like hey, in the morning, he likes to put loud music, <laughs> and I was like, hey, I recognize that music. I know it's you. Uh, don't put too loud. I'm I'm still <laughs> I'm still there. But it was it was fun to to have him. Uh, you know, room next to each other. So it's we we like every day we we cross each other. We meet each other and. Uh, And yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's, he's a, I think he's a superstar and he's going to be uh, good for, for tennis because he has a character, ability, he's strong, he's fast and uh, he reminds me a little bit of uh, Joe Tsonga. So, okay. Yeah, so if he can Perfect have the, timing. Yeah, if he can <laughs> have the same career, it will be amazing. But yeah, I think he has the potential to yeah. be la, la, like that. That would be great. We look yeah, forward to great. seeing it. Yeah. Yes. And then Luca Van Ash yes. as well, who you know maybe a little bit less about. But yeah. what, tell us what you've seen him play. Yeah, I've seen yeah. him play. Uh, I feel he's a little bit more shy than, than Arthur, but he's a very hard worker. I mm -hmm. see him a lot in the gym doing the, the routine and everything well. Um, his game is very solid. He's not maybe not that... Um, uh, how would you say that? Not super uh, um, like shining like like Arthur, but he's very solid. Is uh, he can play on every surface. He, he, he he's has fast, a yeah, yeah. He's super fast, and he has really the potential to to go maybe a little bit slow, s slower to the top 20, but I feel he has the potential to mm. be top 20 as well. You guys have a lot of players. Uh, you yes, also have Arthur yeah. Cazzo. Yes. Um, who you know? Yeah, he was with us well. uh, in the Davis Cup as well as the sparring partner, and uh, yeah, it was nice to have these fresh uh, new guys. <laughs> um, Sam, they hang out together very well, and um, oh, they are so good in video games. <laughs> so <laughs> compared to me, I, that's what I said. I, I need to practice a lot to be able to beat them if we meet again in Davis Cup. So um, yeah, but it's it's really nice to have these uh, these young guys coming coming in. And it, what about his abilities? Because um, yeah. how does how is that? What's his style like? Um, you mean on the court, right? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. or author or fashion no, no, no. too? <laughs> no, same. He's like very very solid. He don't have, he doesn't have the same power as uh, Arthur Fis, but same. I mean, um, he's a hard worker. Also, uh, he's been injured a little bit this year and the last few years. So I think if he can get a full season, he will for sure be in the top hundred. 
and then uh, he needs to, to spend more time in uh, in this like high level to to go uh, to go higher but no i definitely think he's going to be the the next also a big uh, big french uh, player yeah. for for us I, ha- i mean it seems like all these federations are bringing the youngsters in and and combining them with someone like you who could be a good mm-hmm. mentor how important do you feel like that is for the young ones coming up yeah i mean uh, we i mean in france we were so lucky to have Like recently, uh, so Joe, many. Gaël, yeah. uh, Gilles and Richard, we were like top 10, top 20 for 10 years, which is amazing. And that brings all the young guys like, okay, we want to be, if we want to be part of, uh, of, of the French history, we have to be that, that good. So it brings a lot of you know, energy uh, for all the players that, okay, we, if we want to be part of, of this we have to to go really really high and that's yeah i think that's uh, that's perfect for 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 all the french young players that that are coming in and uh, we have we are lucky to have uh, like a rich federation uh, thanks to uh, to Roland Garros and uh, and this so so the potential is there so many kids are playing in the club i can see that in my own club in every region so it's good that if we if we're good enough like of the top of the pyramid, then the young guys will want to play more tennis and they see us on TV and then they want to play. And and that's why we, we have a lot of, of good French uh, players and we keep keep that level high. So so we will keep have, um, have great players yeah. in well, the future. It's great. That's great that they've had you to look up to as well. You yeah, yourself. I hope so. I try, I try, <laughs> I try. But I remember when I was a kid, I was... You know, looking at on TV, or I was going to Roland Garros, and and yeah, I was like looking at all the guys, all the people, uh, the players, and uh, it was great to to see that, and and yeah, I want to I want to do that. So, and then if you have a good mentor, if you have a good uh, good team around you that uh, tells you like, yeah, you want to do that, but you have to work hard and uh, be humble and uh, and do your best, and maybe you you will achieve your goals. Great insight there from Edouard. Roger Vasselin and France, not the only country with two players in the draw in Jeddah. For a number of years now, Italy has also been a proven production line for top young talent. Yannick Sinner, Lorenzo Musetti, Lorenzo Sonigo, all following Matteo Berrettini into the top echelons of the game in their early 20s. In the build-up to the event in Jeddah, Jill spoke with Italian tennis journalist Lorenzo Ercoli, to find out who's next. We have now, right now a lot of players, not only in the top 100, but also in the top 200. And uh, I think the the big change was, uh, first of all, in the preparation that uh, our federation uh, did uh, with players. They, try, they started to help private team, and that uh, was very mm-hmm. helpful, but also like... Uh, let's say the attitude changed a lot of the players because when, for example, Fognini started to do great results, Berrettini did as well. Also the youngest player, they started to think, oh, okay, there are other guys from my country that they are doing what uh, usually we saw doing players uh, from, uh, let's say, foreign players. Mm. But also in Italy, we can play very well tennis. And so they just started to to follow a path, let's say like that, and... I think that uh, in the last five years, the movement cre- grown a lot, and now we have a lot of uh, not only players uh, of high level, but also a lot of, uh, let's say, amateur mm. that uh, starting to play tennis. I was going to ask you about that, because someone like a sinner who's an 
Musetti, who's also still very young, and Berrettini, how have they been so influential with the younger generation? Do they get involved with the younger I mean, they're still very young themselves, so it's tough, but... Yeah, that's the point. I mean, uh, Musetti and Sinner, they are, I think they are special because uh, even if, like, let's say, Sinner, okay, is number four in the world already, Musetti now is struggling a bit, but uh, they did very fast uh, mm-hmm. path. So from junior to top 20, top 30 in a few years. And uh, indeed, we have a lot of players of the same age and uh, they want to chase. They are not just saying, oh, they are too good, but they are like, uh, you know what, uh, when we were 14, I was playing at the same level of them. And uh, we think that we could try to reach them even uh, if it's mm-hmm. not easy. So it's like uh, a competition, but a healthy one. Mm-hmm. Because I think also if you go, for example, on Challenger Tour, you can, say a lot, you can see a lot of Italian players and they are all friends. So that's a good thing, I think. How, how, how has that culture changed so rapidly? Because it did happen pretty quickly in the scheme of things. <laughs> Yeah, as I was saying, uh, in the past, uh, like say, our federation were just taking uh, the biggest talent of the country and taking them into, let's say, a national training center, as, for example, France did and other countries. But uh, they were switching coaches to the young players, and this sometimes didn't work very well. What it changed, and I think it changed uh, for the first time with the team of Musetti. It was uh, Musetti, he's growing very well. He's a very talented junior player. He's a potential number one uh, under 18. We don't switch the coach, but we just give, let's say, found and uh, the facilities Mm -hmm. to his team to work better. And uh, we give, I mean, the team of the federation is now supporting, Mm -hmm. helping with this experience, but uh, the teams remain the same. And this case, uh, multiplied for many players, it's something that... uh, in very few years, changed everything for our male tennis. Yeah, we talk so much about that support team is is so important. I want to focus a little bit on the next-gen players. You have a couple Italians uh, that are going to Jeddah. Um, first of all, I'll talk about Flavio Caboli. I think you know him him quite well. Can you just give yeah. us a little bit insight about Flavio? Yeah, very well. I mean, the first uh, thing I can say about Flavio in Italy, everyone loves him. Is mm-hmm. uh, in Challenger Tour, everyone goes crazy for uh, for him. He's from Rome, uh, so he's very genuine guy. And uh, he was like, uh, let's say, sport talented. Not only tennis, he was playing in a youth team of uh, Roma, of uh, football. Uh, and uh, when he was like 13, he has to decide between uh, football and tennis. Then his father and uh, right now his coach, he was also a tennis player in the past. So he's training uh, with him. And I think that, uh, for example, later we will talk, I think, about uh, Luca Nardi. And uh, Koboli and Nardi are different because uh, if you can see, if you see Nardi is like uh, a gift from, I don't know, from God or from <laughs> someone for sure, but it's a gift. Koboli uh, is talented as well because everyone at this level is talented, but uh, he's, he's a hard worker. He's mm-hmm. a hard worker. His physical maybe is not, let's say, is not uh, over 185, so he has to fight a lot, but improved a lot his serve. Uh, he started also to change mentally. One thing that uh, recently uh, he made a final in uh, Holbia Challenger, and after that week he said, uh, you know, I, I will never be like Sinner, let's say, mentally on the approach of tennis, because he's a great example from everyone, but the point is that tennis players, they are not the same as the people, so... Everyone is different. Uh, I'm different uh, from Yannick and from others, uh, 
but once I understood how I am, I'm just giving uh, my best every time on the court, uh, and then maybe, you know, sometimes I can get mad uh, at the umpires, uh, but uh, it happened, but uh, on court I'm giving 100%, and I try to do my best. Does he find himself similar to other players? Maybe he's not similar, he doesn't feel similar to Sinner, but does he find himself modeling himself after other players? I think he has admired, but I I don't want to miss it because maybe I'm wrong. I think he quite admired, let's say, Fabio Fognini. Okay. Uh, Also, I think that uh, Fognini is like uh, uh, the manager of his uh, agency. Okay. But uh, so let's say, yeah, I I think he, he admired him and they are, let's say, quite similar because they are honest people. So sometimes uh, maybe they don't see, instead of saying the more com- most convenient thing, they just say mm-hmm. what they think. So it's something, uh, I think, also sometimes important, even because I think it's it's good sometimes to communicate uh, for real your emotions and yeah. not just uh, being uh, for sure. yeah. as everyone. I yeah. don't know. And how is his personality off the court? What does he like to do off the court? No, he likes, I mean, uh, he likes uh, to stay with friends. Uh, he likes, uh, in these sports, he's very fun of football, as we said. Uh, he has a girlfriend from uh, quite a lot, uh, and uh, they have, I mean, they stay good together. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, he's a really simple guy about from this point uh, of view, but he's also funny. I have another anecdote uh, from uh, Holbia Challenger because we had like uh, the day of uh, semifinals, we had like rain delay. And when they, who was our court, so they were cle- they were drying the court, and he stepped on the umpire chair, and with the microphone, he started started <laughs> to say to the people, "Let's uh, let's dry it, uh, come on, uh, dance." Uh, so yeah. he's this kind of guy. He's yeah. Fun loving, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's sh- shift gears and said the polar opposite is Luca Nardi. Um, tell us a little bit about Luca Nardi. Yeah, Nardi, I think, uh, is very talented. I mean, it's something that we can compare to Musetti and Sinner for the tennis he plays, he plays, but... Uh, How so? Hmm? How so? How is he similar? He's similar for uh, not like the way he plays okay. in particular, but uh, the timing, mm-hmm. the easy way of hitting the ball. And because he's a guy that started to be a professional player almost without understanding it, because uh, a process that he's facing in the... I mean, currently still facing it is... I have to understand uh, that now this is my job uh, and uh, this is not easy. This is not easy because, uh, you know, sometimes we just try to evaluate a player from the talent he has. But I mean, the mental part is also very important. uh, And uh, so he has sometimes to struggle because uh, when you're junior, you do the thing easy, you win easily. But then uh, when you start to be pro tennis player, you find, let's say, all the other kids that they were winning every week. So it's not easy, but he's following a great path, and he started to have to develop also other plans of on it on his tennis. And what about his? What does he like to do off the court? I think it's similar uh, to to Koboli from this point of view because uh, he's very loyal, let's say, to his city. He's from uh, Pesaro, a uh, town in uh, the center of Italy, and uh, for example, uh, so far he, he always decided to remain there with uh, his team. So he has a team uh, from uh, his tennis club where he grew, grew mm-hmm. up. Uh, he likes to live there. He likes to stay with the family, the school friends. Uh, 
So it's very an easy guy, sometimes also shy, because indeed when you, for example, you, you are very talented, a lot of people is telling you, you know, congrats, mm. uh, you will be a great right. player, and he always gets embarrassed. It's also <laughs> in these days, like videos from uh, Japan, he was playing there, uh, challenger, and uh, he was, you know, you're doing pictures, uh, signing autograph, and he was always red in his face. <laughs> uh, so, but he's a great guy and a great player. He's going to have to get used to it. Yeah, I mean, if he if he if he if he's following this yeah. path, yeah. And what are what are his um, what are some people that have influenced him in his life? Would you say he's not very keen to talk about tennis off the court? Okay. So I, I don't really know. Okay, uh, it's something incredible because indeed, when you for also when you have to interview this kind of uh, players, indeed you you talk about tennis, uh, but uh, Luca usually. Is not really keen about that. What does he, uh, like he, to talk he likes about? feather. Ah, oh, well, life, life. Uh, so what he's doing? Uh, he likes good. to play paddle. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean in Italy it's becoming uh, quite a big thing also, and uh, he likes to play that in free time. Uh, and uh, so yeah, about friends, about mm -hmm. life. But uh, yeah, that's what he is. And you've been talking about just your insight into the next gen because you have been involved in the next gen since the first year in 2017. What are, what are your favorite things about that event? The first years, the thing I very like it. It was like uh, I mean, the the way you you let people know uh, new players because I think that was one of the goals at the very beginning because it was not like that. I mean, like now, I mean, if we see at the the eight players playing this year of NITO ATP Finals, I think seven of them mm. played the uh, next-gen finals. It's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, the the the, the goal of uh, having new players in the high level, I mean, I think it was successful. So that was, uh, you can see, and people also for that week, they were focused on the young players. And, uh, you know, if you that week you have only that tournament, uh, you get involved, uh, you start to have uh, new heroes, let's say, and uh, I can see it happen, for example, for Hurkacz. Uh, nobody was knowing them. And then in Italy, the year after, I, uh, in tennis clubs, I heard, let's say, oh, this was the guy that played next year in finals very well. He's a good guy. And uh, so that worked for the very first year. Now, even the rules, I mean, they were making some attempts, some worked, uh, some not. It's normal. Right. It's an experiment, right, David? And uh, what I really hope is now that uh, there will be an let's say, a, a, new be a begin of a new experiment, uh, even from that point of view, because maybe last few years, I understand, was not so easy to implement mm -hmm. always new things, but maybe Hinjeda could start a new era, new heroes of that and new era of players. Corriere dello Sport writer Lorenzo Ercoli on Flavio Coboli and Luca Nardi. Sounds like we should watch out for both over the coming years. You're listening to the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. Available on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and ATPTour.com. So two Frenchmen and two Italians. Who else? For the second year in a row, young Swiss lefty Dominic Stricker will take his place in the next-gen finals. Full of confidence having reached the fourth round at the US Open this year. 19-year-old American Alex Mickelson will be hoping he can follow in the footsteps of 2022 champion Brandon Nakashima. And a young man hoping to fill even bigger boots is Serbian youngster Hamad Medjedovic, who is suitably inspired by Novak Djokovic and coached by another Serbian great, Viktor Troitsky. 
We'll learn a little bit more about Mezjedovic shortly from Serbian tennis journalist Naborsha Viskovic. But Jill started by asking him all about Novak Djokovic, starting as far back as he could remember. I know him uh, uh, when he was actually 13, so I'm, I've been following him for his entire career. And uh, he's a very uh, interesting character, and uh, uh, I think that uh, he accomplished uh, uh, all of this because of that, you know. Uh, you cannot be simple, simple uh, in your head and simple guy in order to become such a great champion. So uh, it's challenging to, to, to work with him. Uh, we have a great relationship uh, during the years, uh, strictly professional. Uh, I don't like to be more intimate with, 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 the, uh, with, with athletes because I think it's not good for work. So, uh, yeah. Actually, uh, I enjoy. I enjoy this. So, uh, because of that, he probably trusts you immensely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he do, he do, yeah. and he knows uh, what he can say in front of me. And I've been commentating uh, about seven hundred of his matches. Wow! So it's almost uh, like every second match, right? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. How do you find something new to say all the time? 700 uh, matches. Uh, uh, Novak Djokovic, Serbian player, <laughs> <laughs> and so on. Uh, uh, there's always uh, some 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 new 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 things to say, you know. And because of course, uh, I'm talking with him, I'm talking with his uh, uh, friends, and 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 so uh, every time there's something new to say. What is, what are some of his closest friends have said about? how impressed they are with just him as a person? I think it's very difficult to be his friend, you know, it's okay. because when your friend is like the best athlete in the world, um, I guess uh, maybe there's not a true friendship. I don't know how it works, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe when he finally finished his career, maybe then it can be something normal, but yeah. not right now, it's, it's very complicated. Yeah, because yeah. he shows how so super professional he of is course, and everything. I want to talk about his influence um, in Serbia. I know he's had uh, been very influential, got a lot of people to start playing tennis a little bit more. Can you talk about um, how that has changed in your country? Well, yeah, actually, um, uh, tennis wasn't so popular in Serbia before Novak. I mean, we had some good players. Uh, of course, there was first uh, former Yugoslavia with, with uh, many good players, especially from Croatia, like Ivanišević and so on. And uh, uh, when Nova came, actually, uh, he came in a package with uh, uh, other players, you know, with uh, female players, with Anna Ivanović, Jelena Janković, Nenad mm-hmm. Zimunić. They were all, all uh, uh, number one in their categories so uh it was really like yeah something like big tennis euphoria back then uh and big boom uh big tennis boom and uh of course there's so many good things that happened in serbia because of Novak, but uh paradoxically there's also uh, uh some negative sides you know because of that uh, because uh, he stepped the bar so high now uh, it's really hard to people to realize how hard it is mm. to be, you know, uh, in, 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 well, for example, Serbia had uh, 
couple of months ago, maybe one year ago, uh, five top 50 players. It's unbelievable mm -hmm. for, for such Very a good. small country. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, people are, are just looking Novak and, you know, like, I don't know, Live, which is uh, 32nd in the world. Come on. 32nd. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, there was a famous quote from Janko Tipsarevic. He was top 10 player uh, 10 years ago and he said uh, what's the point? Uh, I was 8th in the world but I wasn't first in New Belgrade. It's a part of the city where both Tipsarevic and Djokovic live. So... <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no benefit for me right. to be eight in the world, you know. I know he's had a lot of impact on every time you talk to another player that's coming up or someone that is has been playing for a while, they they mention how he's impacted them. And there's a youngster actually that's going to be going to the next gen yeah, um, in Jeddah. <laughs> yeah, I know you're quizzing me, Hamad Medjedovic. Very good, much better than my name. <laughs> Thank you. I'm improving. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Haman? Yeah, he's a uh, he's talented guy. He's 20 now, and uh, he's uh, uh, um, well. Uh, he was. Uh, I mean, he was a good junior, but uh, not on the, not top. But uh, now he's uh, um, improving with uh, small, but steady steps. And uh, uh, his work ethic is, is phenomenal. I mean, uh, uh, when he was uh, uh, 12, I remember he trained uh, in a, uh, a club, in an academy in Belgrade. Uh, uh, and there's a lake uh, beside the club. It's basically in the center of the city. And if you go around the lake, it's eight kilometers. And he would come one hour before the training and run. Oh my goodness. Eight kilometers. Before training? Before training, yeah. Wow. How long did it take him? Uh, maybe one hour. Wow. Something like that. Okay. Nobody told him uh, to do that. You know, so so uh, he really, uh, I think that his mindset uh, is really great. Uh, he wants to be number one in, in the world. Uh, uh, he's dedicated. And he's got some, uh, well, uh, basically, uh, tennis player f players from Serbia uh, have a specific style style of play. Hamad is different. Hamad is more aggressive. Uh, Hamad is more like I don't know American school of tennis or Croatian school of tennis with big serve and okay. uh, big forehand. And uh, he likes to uh, uh, play short points. And uh, uh, he uh, maybe he's too strong now, uh, a little bit too strong. Uh, too big, maybe he got to lose some kilos, you okay. know, and uh, his movement movement can be improved uh, very, very much. How so, tall is he? Uh, he's not so tall. He's about 185, maybe okay. something like that. But he's heavy, you know, his bones are heavy and uh, uh, he must improve in, uh, in the moment. And he, who is he working with? Is he working uh, out, is he playing out of Serbia, training out of Serbia? Uh, no, he's training, uh, he's training in Belgrade. Uh, he's actually from uh, Novi Pazar. Uh, it's a small city uh, at southwest of Serbia uh, with the mostly Muslim population. He's actually Muslim. And uh, he's training in Belgrade his whole life. And now his trainer is uh, Viktor Tritsky, mm -hmm. who is also Davis Cup captain yeah. right now. Okay. So good team around him. Yeah. And, yeah. and do you know much about his family, his upbringing? 
Well, uh, uh, not so much. Uh, his dad uh, is in, uh, I don't know, uh, jeans business. Okay. You know? Because, uh, let me tell you something. I uh, bought in uh, New York, in Brooklyn, in Levi's store, mm -hmm. jeans mm -hmm. made in Yugoslavia. Wow. In Novi Pazar. Wow, no yeah. way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. City where Hamad is from. Yeah. So, wow. So as soon as you saw that, you're like, I have to have them. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. But uh, it, um, it's the biggest uh, gene center in Europe, as, as I wow, am Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and his yeah. dad work is... Yeah, yeah. His dad works there or uh, in charge? He, he was in charge, yeah. Okay. He, he had some factories and something like okay. that. And he's got a bit big family, a uh, few bar brothers, few sisters. You know? Goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And do any of them play sports? Do uh, I don't think so. No. I think only him, yeah. I mean, uh, I think that his whole family is dedicated yeah. uh, to his success. Yeah. And what about his <clears throat> um, character and personality off the court? Yeah, he's very calm. He's very calm. I think that uh, uh, <laughs> if he made a, a huge uh, a career, you would be surprised. Like, there's nothing Novak in, in, in his behavior, but he's young. He's <laughs> let, young, yeah. Let, let's give him a chance to, to be the, a bad guy. But calm's <laughs> not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yes. but you're talking about that drive, or? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. right, about okay. the drive. And with his talent and his work ethic, how far do you feel like he can go? You said he's 20 right now, right? Uh, he's 20, 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How far do you think he can go? Uh, it's, it's tough to answer yeah, that, but... You, you never know. Right, because everything know, has really. to go so yeah. right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> let's forget, forget about that. Uh, um, well, if, if he improve uh, that kind of things I, I've talked about, like movement, uh, which is of course possible, and uh, uh, if he find these, you know, strange ways in in in, in his uh, head, uh, I'm talking about mentally strength. Well, uh, I think the top ten is really possible for mm -hmm. him, and then who knows? Okay. Maybe I'm subjective, but you know, I have to be. Yeah, you're biased. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, has he mentioned to you at all um, that he's been around Djokovic, hit with him, spoken to him? Yeah, of course. Uh, and what is what is he said about having Novak there at the top? Yeah, well, well you know, it's it's like a, a cliche to say, but really, when you train with Novak, uh, when you play with him, some 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 time, uh, you really progress. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Charlie uh, Carlos Gomez Herrera, mm -hmm. who is now uh, with Novak in mm -hmm. his team, yeah. his sparring partner. Uh, he's actually now trained with Novak every 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 training session, and he's he his sparring partner for uh, months ago. He never played better tennis in his life. Yeah, yeah he was a decent player. I mean, he was a futures challenger player, but now if you let him, I you think have to keep up. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, he he don't have time now for being with Novak, you know, constantly. But uh, being with Novak and uh, training with him. Uh, you have to 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 raise your your standards, mm. uh, both physically uh, uh, and mentally, and uh, grow like a player. Nabosha Viskovic, Serbian tennis journalist and commentator for Sport Club. Finally, this week, with the event taking place in Saudi Arabia for the first time, tennis is starting to make waves in the Middle East, and that's meant Jordanian player Abdullah Shelbay has received. A wild card. I sat down with the 19-year-old earlier in the year. 
So yeah, I'm not a very big guy, so I guess I don't rely that much on my my power. So I try to use my my hands, um, the lefty the lefty style a lot, and uh, try to come forward to the net. That's where I feel uh, most uh, most comfortable at. And uh, yeah, so as I said, I'm a big guy, so I, I kind of also rely on on my movement uh, on court. And you're at the Rafa Nadal Academy in Mallorca. What's that been like for you to go from Jordan, where you're from, and all of a sudden you're surrounded by these great players, um, but also obviously with the Nadal dynasty there too? Yeah, of course. Uh, it was uh, something also special for me to kind of uh, live at a place where my, uh, my idol, Rafa, uh, lives and be able to practice with him many times and like kind of live different lifestyle, I would say, uh, more dedicated to tennis. And uh, of course, that helped me uh, throughout the years in uh, my tennis career and even my social life uh, in general. So um, yeah, I, I was able to balance school as well as it's like an important thing for my, for myself and for my family and um, and as well as tennis. So I got a great opportunity joining the academy and uh, yeah, I'm still there. It's been a couple of years already. So uh, yeah, to be able to. To live there is uh, something that uh, I would not really replace. What's the biggest lesson you've learned there? That's a very good question. I would say enjoy the moment, not live in the present, live in the present because uh, you don't know what the future has for you and uh, things can change from one day to another and uh, that's something I've lived kind of um, for the past years of my life and so yeah that's the uh, main advice I would say. And just finally, how aware of you are you of the, I guess, the responsibility for the whole region in a way, the North African and Middle Eastern region? We've had, you know, Ons is obviously there. You've had Malik Jaziri. Do you really feel like you're out there for the region? I mean, I try to not put too much pressure on myself, but I mean, having, as you said, Ons Jabber, Malik Jaziri, and now Ons Jabber actually being one of the best in the world is something very inspiring for me. Um, as I also had the, the same coach as her before, so it's like it's like something that pushes me forward and like motivates me. I know she's been through a lot, for example, and like honestly, to see uh, more Arabic players come uh, come to the tour is something very special. And uh, I hope I can uh, reach uh, the the heights that Ons Jaber <laughs> reached and even more, hopefully. Abdullah Shelbe, another player to look out for. So it's Shelbe. Koboli, Nadi, Fis, Van Ash, Stricker, Majedovic and Mickelson. All doing battle at the King Abdullah Sports City from the 28th of November through to the 2nd of December. And you can watch the whole thing by subscribing to Tennis TV. You can follow all the latest scores and group standings on the ATP WTA Live Scores app. And for everything else, as we always say, there is ATP Tour. Dot com. I'm Seb Lozier. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the tennis.